You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from Real Life, reaching the world for Jesus one person at a time. Good morning, Real Life. I am super excited to present this message this morning. This is something that I am super passionate about. My name is Chris. If you're not familiar with me, I'm the worship pastor here at the church. It's super good to see everybody. We're glad that you're here this morning. Um, This is a a topic um, along the other mountains that we've been talking about. Something that I really encourage you with and that I've been thinking a lot and had conversations in my home is by now we're six weeks into this series and we've talked about several different mountains. And I hope that you've been talking about, hey, what is my mountain? Like, what, what do I connect with? How did God hardwire me? What's the thing that, that I'm supposed to, to take charge of and to, to make an impact on in this world? And I can tell you flat out, mine is the church. I love the church. I have a huge passion and heart for the church. It has been for several, several years. But this arts and entertainment that we're talking about this morning is definitely a close second for me. I love arts and entertainment. I've been a musician for years. I, I can't draw to save my life. That is not a gifting that I have, but I love a lot of different forms of art. So I'm excited to present this this morning. So let's dive right in because I have a lot to get through and we'll see how we do here. So, um, and the first thing that I want to show you is I have a definitely a vested interest in, in this mountain beyond just myself. My wife, this is her mountain, arts and entertainment. She loves photography. She loves music. She, any, anything creative, any, any outlet, any chance for her to be creative, and she just lights up inside. She loves it. My nine-year-old daughter, Journey, even though she's young, I believe that this is going to be her mountain too. I believe God's going to do amazing things through her and her ability and her creativity and, and uh, her just desire to draw and, and do all these things. And I wanted to show you some of my daughter's uh, artwork, actually. So this is Etch-A-Sketch art. If you're not familiar with Etch-A-Sketch art, I didn't know that was a thing because I can't do anything on an Etch-A-Sketch. I, like square box. That's my Etch-A-Sketch skills. Boom. She made that on Etch-A-Sketch. Look at this one. I, I, want, I want somebody to go home and try making a fishbowl with an Etch-A-Sketch after this. Like, uh, this literally blows me away. I have another pic of a horse that she did on an Etch-A-Sketch, and it's literally a better horse than I could actually draw on a piece of paper. She just sees and gets art and is creative in a way that, that I'm not. But, but I love that she can do that. This is a painting that she actually made, too. So she, she painted that by hand. And, and so we have art supplies and all this stuff to try to encourage her in this gift. And I'm really excited to see what God does with that. But again, I have a big vested interest in this. So I'm, I'm really pumped to share this with everyone. So art, when you think of the word art, there's a million different categories and things that we can think of. So art can be drawing, painting, sculpting. It's music. It's movies. It's, it's architecture. It's, it's so many different things. And I definitely, honestly, something that was really important to me is to not just stand up and talk about art. Be like, here's a 30-minute sermon on art. Like, we want this to really be very visually, like, kind of evoke a response. Oh, take that away. Well, there you go. We put that up there early. So... <laughs> We did, that wasn't supposed to be up there yet because I haven't gotten to that point, but that's okay. So, um, all right, backtrack, backtrack. Art, all right, sorry, lost it there. So I'll just go ahead and roll with the definition. Art, art is creating things that elicit emotional response. So this is kind of the framework for what we're going to be working off of today. So when you think of art, some of you guys, uh, some of you guys specifically, and I'm not going to throw everyone under the bus or put everybody in this camp, but guys, sometimes when they hear the word art, they're kind of like, oh, 
here we go. Here's the artsy stuff. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get this stuff. And again, that's not, that's not everybody. That's definitely not me. It's not a lot of people in this room. But art is something that can take a lot of different forms and shapes. And it's something that a lot of people really do understand and get and love, or sometimes you just don't. Like, have you guys ever walked into a museum or walked into a place, and you're standing next to somebody, and you're looking at something, and this person is describing it to you. Oh, look at it. It's so beautiful. Like, there's this, and, and this is what this means. And do you see it? And you're like, nope. <laughs> you're like, no, it's right there. Duh. Like, I don't care how long you explain it to me. Like, I don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't get it. When we were in Monterey on vacation, they had the Salvador Dali Museum there. Amazing painter, amazing artist. Some of his stuff I get. Some of it I don't get at all. It's like, well, okay. Like, I, I'm not in his head. I don't know what he was thinking when he painted that. But again, different people are going to feel and think different things of this. So go ahead and put the definition back up because that's a big framework for everything we want to talk about today. And you can agree or disagree with this, but I think it's really important. Art is creating things that elicit an emotional response. You'll hear me talk about the word create a ton today because I think that's a huge part of this. We have an amazing, immense, huge, miraculous creator, and he's designed, I believe, each and every person in here to create in different ways. And again, some of you might create and have the ability to draw and create that way. I don't have that gift. I don't have that gift at all. If you want me to draw you a note on a piece of paper afterwards, show you my picture skills, like you can take that home with you and, and you'll want to throw it away because it's ugly. There's nothing there. There's no talent there. But I have gifts and other abilities to create. So art is creating things that elicit an emotional response. So I want to dive into scripture with you here. So Exodus 35 is going to be up on the screen. And I want to just, again, just reaffirm and just help hopefully encourage and acknowledge this, that God, God is a creative God and God loves art. We see it everywhere we go. All you got to do is walk out of your door this morning and you see the sky and you see the clouds you see the trees, you see a, a million different things, a million different reminders like Romans 1 talks about for us of the invisible qualities of God that are constantly showing themselves to us on a daily basis. God is big and powerful and he's created works of art for us to enjoy. In this Exodus 35 passage I want to dig into here to give you some kind of frame of reference there in the desert and, and they're talking about the tabernacle. So this is what we're going to talk about. Jesus is talking, sorry, not Jesus. God's talking uh, about his tabernacle and what it's going to look like. And, and it says here, every, let every skilled craftsman among you come and make all that the Lord has commanded. So again, not mediocre or like, hey, it's, it's not me drawing because I have no skill in that. Every skilled craftsman, God cares about the skilled craftsman coming to create his temple, or sorry, his tabernacle. So this tabernacle, again, to give you a little more of the backstory, it, it's not like a place like you think of like a museum where everyone comes to this museum from all over and gathers and millions of people are going to be able to see these beautiful works of art in the tabernacle. No, it was a mobile tent that held the presence of God that the people carried with them as they went through the desert. So not everybody was able to even see inside this place. There was probably three guys who were able to be a part of this and only one guy the, the high priest who's able to actually see the, the Ark of the Covenant. So I want to unpack this a little bit. So the tabernacle is tents and its coverings, its hooks and its frames, its bars, its pillars, and its bases. So when you hear, now go back one real quick. So that first part, it's hooks and its frames, its bars, its pillars. I think of hooks and frames and I hear tent and I hear tabernacle. I'm like, sweet, it's like Walmart where you go and buy some little clips and you throw a tent up. 
No, everything that you're hearing here and will hear in the passages to come, the hooks, frames, bars, pillars, these are all made out of solid gold. Not 24 karat gold, not plated gold, solid gold. How many people were going to see this? Millions or a few? A few people were going to see this, but God cares about beauty for beauty's sake. In, in his presence, where God was going to come and, and reside with his people, he cares about beauty and art for beauty's sake. And some people would say, well, it's fiscally irresponsible for God to make stuff out of gold in, in his tabernacle. Why would he do that? Because he's God. And he loves beauty. He loves art. Go ahead and let's read the rest of this passage. The, arcs, the ark with its poles, the mercy seat and the veil of the screen, the table with its poles and all its utensils and the bread of the presence. The lampstand also for the light with its utensils and its lamps and the oil for the light. And I'm going to stop there. There's more to it. All of these things are made out of solid gold. Why? Because God is a God who loves art. He loves creativity. He, he loves beauty. I think he cared more about the beauty of the gold than he did the, the value of it necessarily, the earthly stamp of value that we put on gold. So knowing that God is a God of beauty, would you guys agree with that? God, God is a God of beauty, amen? Yeah, he, he loves, it's super creative and amazing, has designed this beautiful earth for us to enjoy. So again, I wanted to kind of put some things up here, and I want you to think of that definition that we're talking through. So art is creating things that elicit emotional response. So as we walk through these picks, I want to kind of have fun with this and engage with you guys a little bit. And I want you to, to and I'll kind of hear it, like as these things come up, I'm going to be able to kind of get an idea of the emotional response that these works of art, that these things make you think. So go ahead and put the first one up. Isn't that gorgeous? That's literally across the field from my backyard. Aren't the canola fields around here amazing? They're so beautiful. Like my wife took that picture just randomly, like in the middle of us taking family pictures. And, and it's, it's gorgeous. Go ahead and play the next one. There's another one, same field where we were at. This is, uh, all these pics, like, were, were taken from, again, people I know or family, people in our church. This was taken from uh, a member of our um, Moscow campus. She took these pics. This beautiful lake shot. Go ahead and play the next one. Isn't that awesome? Look at those clouds, man. This is our home. Don't you guys love living here? This is a beautiful place. I come from Coeur d'Alene, and like a thousand people have asked me since I lived here, oh, do you miss Coeur d'Alene? It's so beautiful. It's beautiful here, y'all. It's amazing here. I love it here. It's gorgeous. Go ahead and play the next one. Isn't that cool? I love that somebody thought to like get up in there and do the close-up. My, my wife thinks of stuff like this. I, I would never think of that. I'm like, look at the barbed wire. Let's go play on it. That's usually what the, what the guys are doing. You know, they're like, eh. Go ahead and play the next one. These are my daughters. Isn't that sweet? I, I love, oh, like I heard that. I knew I'd hear that. Like art captures us. It elicits an emotional response. This makes me think a lot of different things. Makes me emotional and respond. Like I love my girls, man. Go ahead and play the next one. Isn't that amazing? That's a Cannon Beach in Oregon. Look at this. I found this out yesterday. A buddy of mine sent this to me on Facebook. This is a group of artists that goes out and they make these mazes that are huge and elaborate in the sand. This is in Bandon, Oregon, if you're ever down there, southern Oregon, just above California. 
And, and you can actually ride your bikes and the maze and stuff all through there. And the one that he was showing me had the, these, um, these sayings written through them too, the talking about like loving people. And, and I don't know if they're Christians or what, but they're putting God on display through this art. It's amazing. I'd never even seen that before yesterday. Go ahead and do the next one. I love this one. <laughs> so there's, there's my daughter, Jovi, and that's Haystack Rock right there. You guys probably recognize it. So this is something that I believe is a, a key art form, too, that we don't think about a lot. Our humor is absolutely an art form. Don't, don't we need to be able to laugh and be more lighthearted as Christians, especially in this world? We need laughter. If it wasn't for laughter, I would not be married right now. If it wasn't for a sense of humor and being able to be lighthearted and look and joke and say, man, God is beautiful and you've created and there's all these amazing things and I can take a funny picture with, with my daughter and we can laugh and have fun and remember that. We need that. We need humor. We need to recognize it as something that brings value to our lives that God has gifted us with. Go ahead and play the next one. <laughs> look at that. So again, so there was all the like landscape pics and stuff before that. So now we've kind of switched gears. So if you're, again, a dude and you're like, that's nice, that's a pretty picture. Like, what, what does that make you think? That, that pumps me up. I, I love that. This was at, at Seaside in Oregon at Wheels and Waves car show. Go ahead and play the next one. This is our favorite one that was there. Look at that thing. See? So you guys are getting it. I'm hearing some of the guys now. <laughs> Yeah, take me there. I want to see that thing. If that's your car, talk to me. I want to ride in it, okay? If you have a car like that, I, I need to take a ride. Let me know. This is art, absolutely. Some people are like, that's not art. That's just dangerous. This is art. Look at it. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. Again, you're never going to look at it like a 300-pound guy in a chop shop, in a Harley shop, like making this and say, oh, you're an artist. He might not walk around saying, I am an artist. Look at my work. He's absolutely an artist. Look at that. It's gorgeous, is it not? You women, do, do some women in here legitimately think that that's amazing? Yeah, right. Again, if you have one of those, I want to write. This is art. Art. Steak is art. Look at that. The little bit of pink and the, you're like, oh. It's a, it's a work of art. Next one. Salad. All right. So not so much art in my mind. <laughs> Some of you might think that's a work of art. So you get it, right? Do we all feel and think things, emotional response. And there's a million different other examples. I believe architecture is art. Sports are, is completely art. Some of you don't believe sports is art. Look at the things that they can do. And again, look at the, the impact that they can make on culture. The Philadelphia Eagles, who won the Super Bowl this year, and the Golden State Warriors. So both the reigning championships, champions in their sports, basketball and football, a ton of the people on both those teams are believers. And through their art, they're saying, look at God. Because we're playing a game, yeah, and whatever. Steph Curry on the Golden State Warriors has an endorsement with Under Armour. And he went with them instead of Nike, partially, so he could stamp Bible verses on the shoes that, that he endorses. So there's Bible verses on all the shoes that are going out. Through his art, he's putting God on display. That's powerful, isn't it? That's amazing. So I want to switch gears and talk about, so for us, why does the church need art? And in your notes, there's, there's a little link there, and there's a, a barcode scanner thing, a QR code. If people still do that, feel free. Just look it up on YouTube. 
there's a four-part series from a guy named Scott Erickson that kind of talks about the impact uh, of church and how it ties into um, art and the importance of it. So I want to dig into this. I got to fly through this. So the first point that we want to talk about, why does the church need art? Because art connects us to a bigger picture of who God is. I want to just say my heart as a worship leader here is, is through all the platforms that we have and stuff to display art. So through music, through visuals, and, and man, I just want to say thank you to the team back there. Those are the unsung heroes of the church right there. Can you give them a hand real quick? They, they work like crazy to, to make the team sound good and to have everything look like they put a ton of work and effort into it. They are absolutely artists and I so appreciate them. Because art connects us to a bigger picture of God, back to my heart as a worship leader, is to put God on display and to help all of us when we leave out of here to not be like, man, that was a good song this morning. I want you to have a bigger understanding of who God is and how great he is and how much he's moved in your life. Through every word that we speak, through every word that we sing, through what we put on the screens, through what's said out of our mouths as speakers, through all of that, that you have a bigger understanding of who God is because that's what matters. Psalms 8 says, O Lord, O Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is a man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? That's a worship song that the Jewish people sang. That's a worship song right there that we just read. And it's been changed and updated and, oh Lord, oh Lord, how majestic is. Anybody heard that song? Like, it, it's been updated and, and it's applicable in the church now because it gives us a bigger picture of who God is. There, there's one, one scripture that I'm going to jump on and I want to jump right into the second point. So if you can go to the second point there for me. This is the second reason that the church needs art because art offers a doorway to approach God with. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. This is Psalm 100. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. We tracking? We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Go ahead. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. It seems so self-explanatory, but that's powerful because art, art in all of its various forms offers us the ability to step into the presence of an almighty holy God. And if you are an artist, this is something I want to throw out there. In this mountain particularly, I feel like it's really hard to, to have this be your mountain because it's constantly subject to scrutiny and criticism and everything else. If arts and entertainment is your mountain and you've been told before, man, I, like, I, I, don't, I don't like your painting. I, I don't like your drawing. Like the, the song, it was okay. You pour your heart and soul into something and then it's subject, especially with how social media and stuff is now, to just have everybody just blast holes in it. So I want to tell you, this is something that we do at home to encourage my daughter and my wife and, and their gifting, but specifically my daughter. This is something if, you're, if you have kids, I encourage you to do. And instead of just reading Bible stories with them, we sit and we actually draw out pictures and draw out paintings of the Bible stories so they come to life for my daughter and because that's a part of her gifting. And daddy's drawings are terrible. They are T-R-B-L, terrible, terrible. 
And there's nothing like your nine-year-old daughter coming to you and looking at your picture and look, and you, she shows you her picture that's amazing. And she says, oh, daddy. <laughs> oh, so sweet, daddy. He's so cute when you try to draw. I'm like, dang it. I totally have to check my pride at the door, but encouraging my daughter in her gift on her mountain is way more important to me than having a prideful moment saying, I'm not going to draw that crap. I, I don't want to do that because I stink at it. Amen? Way more important. Another thing we do with our family is we act out Bible stories. So I guess I was going to say it, but I won't, I won't throw my wife under the bus. Come talk to me afterward if you want a really fun story. It's nothing really bad. <laughs> she did something once in acting out the stories that was hilarious. It was super funny, but I don't think she likes me to tell it because it's personal. So go ask her about it afterward. <laughs> um, but... We, we dress up, Daniel and the Lion's Den, all these different stories. Like we'll dress up and we'll get goofy stuff out of their closet and we'll like dress up and bring this stuff to life because my kid lights up like a Christmas tree and, and the words of this jump off the page to her because that's her mound. It's powerful. Do whatever you can for your kids, yourselves, everyone around you to bring who God is and God's word to life through, through art, through everything that we're talking about. And please, please encourage those. If this is their mound, I can't tell you how many people that I know that have wanted to go into music or want to be a painter or want to be a poet and want to be things that a lot of people say, you can't make money in that. And so they leave their mountain to go pursue something else that isn't God's design for them. We need to encourage people on this mountain. Number three, the reason that the church needs art Art reveals what truly moves and motivates us. I want to put a picture up. Art reveals what truly moves and motivates us. And I would challenge you with this. You might not even be able to see it. There's two perspectives of this pic. That guy has a hammer and a nail in his hands. And Jesus is holding them. So do you see yourself in that pic, do you see, man, Jesus holds me up like that, and I'm so thankful for what Jesus has done in my life, and I'm thankful that I have freedom, and that I'm free from my sin and bondage, or do you see yourself through the eyes of shame and guilt and the stuff that we put right here, the weight of the world on our shoulders, the thing that he's given us freedom from? That one picture, like, it's powerful. Art reveals what truly moves and motivates us. The last point I want to make, art refines, it refines what truly moves and motivates us. So as time goes on, things, things change and shift in our life and, and seasons change and we have families and maybe we have kids and grandkids and all these things change. Art has a way of refining what moves and motivates you. And I want to show you another pic that, that kind of encapsulates this in my mind. That right there didn't mean a lot to me before I had daughters. Now I have daughters and I've been this guy right here. And again, you can look at that several different ways. I think of several different things that, that he might be praying right there. Lord, I pray for my daughter because she's sick. Lord, I pray that you'd help me to be a good man because I just lost my wife. Lord, help me to not give in to this addiction or this anger problem or whatever this is because this girl needs me. That's powerful because it elicits an emotional response in and through us. I 
Harmony is going to come up here in a little bit, and, and we want to do something a little different to close out the, the service today. And we're still going to do communion together, and we're going to have a time of response at the end. But my actual message, I thought it was really important again in this message to specifically not just talk at you, but let you see what this looks like in action. And again, this, is, this time isn't about my wife. This time is about putting our God on display and, and we're going to walk through a song. And the lyrics of this song are super powerful. And the lyrics are going to be up on the screen in different parts. Last week, I asked Alex, and we had a bunch of the kids in our kids' ministry actually do artwork. Like, they spent some of their time in their class, right, you know, making these awesome little drawings and stuff. And those are going to be displayed here for us to see how their art, and maybe, maybe that's their mountain, maybe a bunch of them. Like, this is their mountain. This is their thing. And we're also going to have just different visuals. You know, I'd encourage you to be thinking about what emotions are you feeling? What, what do you think? Like, what, what, what is God showing you through these art forms that you're seeing? But I'd also, as they're, they're getting ready to kind of to start in, into this time, I would love to throw out something and to say, we as a church here at Real Life, we want to be more intentional about helping encourage and empower people who's, who this mountain is their mountain. So if you are, love arts and entertainment, like this is your thing. And you love to be creative. You love to draw. You love to paint. You love to play music. You love to do slides and all the things that they're doing in the back. We want you to be a part, not just of the worship team, like, like come and talk to me and we, we're going to put you on stage and then you have to be in front of everybody. We, we would love to just have an open invitation to you that, man, if you want to share your art, like, like we're going to work in, in Moscow, they're doing it too. They're actually going to string up um, me, like metal wire and stuff and put and display our people's artwork in the lobby. Isn't that awesome? Like I, I'm pumped for this because we want to give you a platform and a voice and not have people just come in and be like, sweet, they were artistic. I love that, but I don't know where I fit into that. Come and talk to me if I can help you with that. We're not going to be perfect in it. We're not going to do everything right. Please don't like write your name on the bottom of everything and be like, look at what I have displayed in the lobby at Real Life. That's, that's not what it's about. It's about putting our God on display. Thad and I and the team will work to kind of get an idea of, of, you know, everything that comes in might not be put out in the lobby or put on the big transformer wall and stuff. But we want to put God on display through the lyrics, through a lot of different things that we do. Does that make sense to everybody? If you have those things, poetry is one that I love. If, if there's any poets in here, like, let me know. Get that to me. If you guys love to create, maybe you're the guy that can make that chopper. Like, come talk to me. I don't know how we'll use it in the church, but I'd love to ride a chopper around. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Come talk to me. There's so many skilled laborers and craftsmen in this room, dudes, like manly men, dudes, that like can make amazing things that will never call themselves an artist and never want anybody to notice their gift. We want to see your gift. God gave you the gift, put it on display back for him. And let us be a part of that with you. We want to engage in that with you. So I'd encourage you, if you know this song, you're welcome to sing it out. But let's take this in and think about the emotions and the things that, that we're thinking and feeling as we walk through this song together. I don't know how I'm supposed to talk after that. <laughs> uh, we're going to move to our, our time of communion. And uh, if you're new with us, we have what's called an open table here, which means if you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, we welcome you to, to take this with us. This is our time to remember and celebrate the price that he paid for us. 
And as we do that, as the communion servers are handing out this, if you'll just hold on to it, we'll actually take it together here in just a couple minutes. We want to work through some implications, just some practical things, hopefully some takeaways, some things that we can be chewing on this week. The first one that we have, first takeaway is, in order to experience the whole nature of God, we must experience creative expression, whether ours or that of others. The whole nature of God, man. We could, we could sit here and talk about that, do a sermon series on that till the end of time, and we wouldn't even come close. The second implication. God gave man, mankind art because he loves us. He loves us. There's something I didn't get to, to get into earlier, but just, man, in Matthew 6, it describes the lilies of the field and how beautiful they are. And, and even the weeds around here, some of the weeds around this area are gorgeous. So if they look like that, how much does he love you? How much does he love us? He loves beauty. He loves us. So he gave us amazing things to look at and amazing ways to express that creativity to others. The third one getting this cracker all over here. <laughs> Third one, creative expression finds new ways to give voice to old ideas. So like we talked about, that art refines what truly moves and motivates us. Creative expression finds new ways to give a voice to old ideas. Solomon says there's nothing new under the sun. So even if you've come here and, and you hear a, a similar song or you've sung that before or 10 years ago, there's a memory and like, we want to express those things and bring them to life. And again, never have anything to do with our God and how magnificent and big he is. Be static and stale. And uh, yeah, I've seen that before. The last one that we're going to talk about is the church should be the trendsetter on great art rather than having to react to what is happening around it. I would love it if people in this room stormed this mountain and did amazing things in the world and didn't create Christian art and try to just keep it locked inside the walls of the church, but created amazing art in all the forms that we are describing. If you're a filmmaker like the guy on the video was, awesome. If you're into music, awesome. If you're poetry, if you create art like doing sculpting and doing woodwork and, and again, a lot of what I was talking about with the guys and everything, awesome. Do those things and, and put them on display because unlike, again, a lot of the other mountains, this, this mountain has an amazing ability to point people back to God, even if they don't believe in God. They don't want anything to do with God, but they see art and they respond and, and they react to this and they respond to creation and they're constantly reminded of who God is and that he's there and that he loves them through these things. It's super important. This right here, this is art. This has been, again, captured in art for centuries. This picture right here of Jesus' sacrifice for us. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took the bread and he broke it and said, this is my body that's broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup and said, this is my blood that's been shed for you and the new covenant that I have with you. Do this to remember me. God, we love you so much. We thank you for your sacrifice, God. We thank you for what you teach us. We thank you for your art, God. All around us, we're constantly reminded of how creative and how big you are, Lord. I pray that we would never forget that. 
that we wouldn't drive by a sunset and not think anything of it because we're too busy. That we would encourage others in this gift, Lord, that we would help just spur each other on in this area to see things the way that you do, Lord. You see beauty in your world that you created still. And you want your people who you've gifted and created to express that back to you, God. We thank you for that. We love you, God, and we just pray this in your name. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Real Life. If you'd like more information on who we are, what's happening in our church, and how you can get involved, visit us on Facebook and Twitter, and visit our website, liferotp.com.